everyone, my name is Tanya and I am the host of the first podcast session, part of the Tech Tuesdays events powered by Intertech. These events aim to inspire and encourage knowledge exchange and connect people from IT sphere in Macedonia and beyond. As our first guest speaker of today's podcast session, we have Vilimir Grorkovsky, a software engineer and part of the AI workgroup here at Intertech. Hi, Vilimir, welcome. Thanks for having me, Tanya. I'm really happy, extremely happy to be part of this first Intertech podcast. It's a pleasure having you, Vilimir, here as our first guest speaker. This Tuesday, uh, we will do an overview of the AI state in the world as well as we're going to talk about uh, some AI projects that we currently do here at Intertech. So let me start with a statement that I recently read somewhere on the internet about AI. It says, enterprises that do not have an AI strategy would be wise to start working on one straight away. So Veliman, would you agree with this statement or would you not? Well, if you had asked me that same question maybe 20 years ago, I would have answered uh, not necessarily. But at this moment, I think totally the opposite. I mean, the enterprises that do not consider involving at least some AI aspects in their solutions will definitely be taken out of the competition, but in the long run. Aha, uh-huh. so what do you think changed in the meantime, or as you mentioned, in the last two decades? Well, from a technological perspective, lots of things uh, may have changed, which probably improved the conditions for AI's resurgence in the business world today. I will mention just a couple of those, like uh, first, more performant hardware devices became available, like faster uh, CPUs, GPUs, TPUs, uh, increased storage capacity, increased memory size. Then a large pool of algorithms, libraries, frameworks, packages uh, also become available on the internet. Uh, honestly, a long time ago, I was a witness that uh, uh, significant parts of the applications back then had to be rewritten almost from uh, scratch, from the beginning. And then, uh, finally, I would say this emergence of the cloud providers uh, offering infrastructure and services for quickly implementing scalable AI solutions also contributed to that. Interesting. I was expecting that you will also say that the algorithms improved. You, you have to understand that even though definitely some improvements were done on algorithmic and maybe architectural level, I, will, I would not put these reasons inside the, the previous group. Uh, because most of the algorithms we use today were invented a long time ago. Uh, some of them maybe even more than 50 years uh, are, are with us. We simply lack the resources to implement them and effectively use them. But you're right, I must admit that uh, there have been some ex- exceptions, like, uh, for example, the Transformer Deep Neural Networks, which created a sort of uh, mini-revolution in the field of the natural language generation in the past two to three years. And what would you say about society? How are the people embracing AI today? Uh, you probably already know that AI has always been a big hype among the society, since becoming a separate discipline back then in the middle of the 50s because of its bound to the science fiction. Maybe I have that feeling, of course. But the people's expectations of AI as part of everyday life uh, became stronger with the previously mentioned technological advancements. 
even though the reality is a little bit different, I must say, than what was imagined uh, previously. Uh, AI technologies stay increasingly popular. As, for example, you can check the Gartner hype cycle for the emerging technology, it clearly shows that more than half of them are related to AI. Uh, this, I would say, also has a big impact on the software industry, where either the engineers start pushing for more automation, for example, or even the managers uh, becoming uh, increasingly aware and recognize this necessity of uh, applying smarter solutions to their problems. Okay then, let's go back to reality. Which AI technologies does one company need today? I would say that this is probably a problem-specific question when it comes to the companies as AI consumers. On the other hand, for the AI providers maybe, it uh, probably depends on the level of expertise. Uh, as for choosing the right pieces of technology in order to solve a particular AI problem, I can only tell you about the way the Intertex AI workgroup uh, uh, deals with it. We are uh, preferring the technologies that we have more knowledge of, but also at the same time we are not restricting our members from researching something new. Uh, for example, we prefer working on supervised machine learning or natural language processing problems. But that, in fact, does not mean that when an appropriate opportunity comes, we will not maybe consider working on an image recognition solution, for, for example. Um, or uh, when it comes to a specific uh, piece of technology, uh, let's say working with uh, ML or DL libraries that we need to decide upon, we are not limited to just scikit-learn or TensorFlow, but we also explore our options with Keras and PyTorch, even though we are not very... Uh, yeah, used to work with them. Okay, so I have to admit what you just mentioned about all of those different AI parts like ML, DL, confuse me sometimes. Can you please explain the difference between AI, machine learning and deep learning? Honestly, it bothers me a little bit uh, when people, organizations, companies and other subjects use the term AI in parallel with the term ML. Even someone like Amazon is not immune to this misuse of, the, of terminology. Uh, for example, AWS often has events scheduled as AI slash ML editions. Probably you've heard of it, of course. Or uh, it divides the services it offers as, as AI and ML. Uh, the, the reality uh, in fact, is that if we take a look at the proper definitions of what's AI and what's ML, we will get the answer that comparing AI with ML is almost the same as comparing, let's say, a mammal with a human or a reptile with a dinosaur. Uh, to get back to answering your question, AI is a superset of uh, ML, even though the latter, the latter can sometimes be used uh, for non-AI problems, but also the deep learning is a subset of machine learning. Thanks for the explanation, Vilimir. It's a bit clear, I have to admit. Um, now I would like to ask you, in terms of terminology and standards, what challenges does a team have to face in order to dive into some AI subfield? There is no such thing, at least that I know of, uh, that regulates somehow the AI terminology that is used worldwide. Uh, I think that all depends on how the team will align, but that alignment uh, should definitely happen in the initial stages of the project. If you want my personal opinion, I would stick with the academic standards, but at the same time I have to be realistic and admit that uh, the major AI players like uh, Amazon, Google, OpenAI, Microsoft and so on, 
have also become the facilitators uh, of the terminology. Nowadays, the consumers uh, of their services are not bothering to know the logic behind them. Uh, but often it is beneficial, uh, not often, but maybe sometimes it's beneficial to understand how they work. And the most suitable individuals to explain them can be found definitely among the students and the faculty staff. Uh, I'm happy to say that Intertech is recognizing their importance and tries to involve more students as interns into its AI workgroup. Uh, also, recently Intertech uh, started a, a cooperation with the Faculty of Computer Science and Engineering in Skopje uh, for the purpose of optimizing some of, the, uh, some of its AI use cases with the, this uh, HPC initiative. Uh, so I'm pretty happy about this. Okay, so at the very beginning, uh, I said that you were also part of the AI work group here at Intertech. I am aware uh, that you're already working with some clients that are starting to consider AI in their work st strategies. What do you think the future will bring? Uh, finally, last year, one of our clients started an NLP project that delivers more automation of its tooling. Uh, and some of our engineers involved in the project effectively used the knowledge they gained and experience, of course, uh, from the activities in the AI workgroup. It means that after more than maybe two years, Intertech's investment in the R&D activities slowly started to pay off. Uh, personally, I would be very happy if in the upcoming period the number of uh, uh, AI-related projects at Intertech increases uh, to a point that most of the teams are affected. Uh, in the meantime, it's up to the AI workgroup to spread the AI culture within the company and offer the clients uh, smarter solutions uh, to their problems. Well, Vilimer, thank you very much for this nice discussion this Tuesday. Um, I truly hope that we'll have a chance uh, for another one sometime in the future. Uh, I hope you had a good time today with us and see you soon. Well, thanks as well, Tanya. I had a really nice time, a nice conversation, and I hope we can uh, talk about some other uh, topic uh, in the near future.